In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karen Kambule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Word Anchor Podcast. We are still taking lessons from the book of Daniel. This is a book that reveals God's sovereignty. This is a book that reveals the power of God and his kingdom. This episode is titled Heaven Rules, Lessons from the Book of Daniel. The pride of the enemies of God and the enemy of God's people raises its ugly head time and again. They become too big for their own good and that prepares them for their downfall. Time and again, God takes up opportunity to show humanity that he rules over all, whether people believe him or not. Politicians, for example, they like using the name of Jesus in vain. They would boldly say and proudly say things like, their party will rule until Jesus comes. One of the phrases I hate is when they would use the Messiah as an undertone against their enemies. If they think that you will not succeed, they would say, you are not the Messiah here. Basically to them, Jesus is just one of those people history has recorded something about, but has no bearing in everyday lives. A story is told of a group of teenagers who went driving in the night. The mother of one of the girls told them that they must go with God and may he protect them. However, the young girl said to the mother, only if God travels in the trunk, because inside here it's already full. She was drunk. Her friends were drunk. And they went in the middle of the night. They went wherever they were going. The mother was worried about them. She was worried that her friends were drunk and they were going to drive. And hours later, it is recorded that news came that they have been involved in an accident. It was a fatal one. Everyone in that car had died. And the car could not be recognized what kind of car it is. But however, the trunk was intact. The police said there was no way the trunk could have remained intact. And when they opened the trunk, they found a crate of eggs. None of them was broken. It can only be God. This young girl had dared God to stay in the trunk, to get and be in the trunk. And God proved himself God and let them be in the front of the car. And he protected the trunk. Some people get so drunk with their success that they forget that they are not even able to hold their breath on their own, even if it's just for a few minutes. Some successful people who work very hard will attribute their success to their hard work so much that they forget that they could die in their prime. After establishing a successful global brand, the founder of Apple could not do anything about the cancer that ravaged his body sadly. And I'm not saying anything about his beliefs. I'm just saying that um, success keeps no man alive. Pride of life is the downfall for many successful people. God has on many occasions showed up and brought down the proud and the boastful kings. Take Pharaoh for instance. Egypt having kept the people of God for more than 400 years took it for granted that he had power over them and to a certain extent he did. They were slaves who knew no battle. They had not fought any battle. They were subdued and they had no leader. When Moses came back to Egypt to demand their release, without armor, without soldiers, without experience, without anything except God, 
Pharaoh thought nothing much of the whole thing. Who was Moses before Pharaoh anyway? Where was their God all this time? These were people that were under authority of Egypt. They were slaves who had nothing to say. They were only there to work and work and work for their upkeep. The only way to get them out would be through a supernatural series of events that built up to the final nail on the coffin. Nine plagues brought terror and the final one brought sorrow in all of Egypt. Men and beasts, Pharaoh let them go and then pursued them and he perished in the sea, his horses and the chariots. Heaven rules over all the earth. Pharaoh thought that he was the king of the universe. He thought that there was no God that was above his God. But God showed up and showed him that he is the only true God. Praise the name of the living God. I know of one person who named his business strategy the almighty strategy. It gave me the creeps just hearing it, and the strategy failed dismally. No one and nothing is almighty except God alone. The book of Daniel gives us a glimpse of how God rules over the earth. He is sovereign and is all-powerful. God puts kings on thrones and pulls them down. He lets his people to suffer the consequences of their sins and still judge the people that punish his own people. So you cannot be used of God and become proud and boastful over his people. Israel was defeated by Nebuchadnezzar, took some of her people captive and even their king. He destroyed the temple and took some of the articles in the temple to Babylon. The one thing he did not understand was that God gave his people over him. He thought of himself more highly than he ought to have. He consolidated power, subdued his conquest, took them captive. In Babylon, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah took the posture of God's representatives. They separated and distinguished themselves, which led them to be put in authority in Babylon. And in this lesson, as we learn that heaven rules, that God rules, we'll learn the few things that uh, God revealed in a mighty way to the king Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar has to firstly learn that a king rises by the hand of God. In the first chapter of the book of Daniel, the conquest and the deportation is recorded. Also recorded is the separation of Daniel and his companions and the gifts God gave them in response to their faithfulness. So we get a story that tells us how Nebuchadnezzar went and laid siege around Jerusalem. And at some point he defeated them. And it was God that gave Israel to Nebuchadnezzar. It was God that made Nebuchadnezzar to be powerful. If God did not want Israel to be defeated, Nebuchadnezzar could do nothing against the people of God. The second thing that Nebuchadnezzar had to learn was that he did not know everything. In chapter 2, having taken Israel captive and having had Daniel um, and the three Hebrew boys given responsibilities to rule in the kingdom, Nebuchadnezzar got to be saved by Daniel. Daniel had been given the gift of interpretation of dreams and visions over and above wisdom and understanding. The Bible tells us that a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 16. You will stand before kings, child of God. Just have the gift of God. That gift will take you before princes and kings. Remember Joseph? His gift brought him also before Pharaoh, and he was elevated to become second in command. So never think as a child of God that if you are a prophet, then you cannot make any impact in the secular world. Your gift will bring you before kings. 
You are not just a preacher, child of God, but you are a messenger of God to bring the news of the kingdom before other kings. Go there, even in the boardroom, wherever the Lord plants you, you are there to become a messenger of God. You are not just a believer, you are a representative of God on this earth. Daniel revealed the dream of the king and gave interpretation. All the magicians, all the astrologers, all the wise men, every one of them, even though they had their own gods, they could not know the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had. They could not know it and they could not interpret it. So this king got to know that he does not know everything. There is only one God who is omniscient. He knows everything. The third thing about this king, he realized that his power is not absolute. Today, there are evil spirits that may want to even think that they are more powerful than our God. There are people that may think that the little power they have makes them to be more powerful than our God. In chapter 3, Nebuchadnezzar, having been told about a dream where he saw a statue and that dream was interpreted as depicting his kingdom and the kingdoms that will follow, he then decided to make a statue of himself and have the people bow before it. He made himself a god before the people. You see, pride creeps in bit by bit. With every success, with every win in your life, you may become proud and boastful. Daniel's companions did not bow to the statue and this was made known to Nebuchadnezzar and in his anger and pride he asked them a question that challenged their God and who is the God who will deliver you from my hands Daniel chapter 3 verse 15 so if you three young men who are held captive taken from Jerusalem your country defeated your people defeated you come here and you want to defy my instruction who is the God that will deliver you from my hands Nebuchadnezzar was powerful in his own eyes. There are people in your life, child of God, that might have thought like this Babylonian king. Some may have hurt your family and thought that there is no God that can help you rebuild your family. Some may have messed you up financially and thought no one will rescue you. Some may have taken your job away and thought it was done with you. Some may have even said that you will not work here over their dead bodies. They did not die and you went to work there anyway. The enemy thinks he is big and powerful and he forgets that there is God. He is big and powerful, absolutely powerful. No human being has absolute power, not even the devil, only God and he rules over all. Nebuchadnezzar lent after seeing the three young men inside a fire heated seven times. They were walking inside the furnace with a fourth man who was like the son of God. He had failed to kill three young men in Babylon, the same three young men that he had defeated in Jerusalem, in their own backyard. He failed to kill them in his own backyard. He got to realize that it is only one God who is powerful. The fourth thing, he realized that his kingdom is given to him. In chapter 4, Nebuchadnezzar learned a big lesson. He learned that he is king because of God, not because of his own power. You see, child of God, revelation is progressive. And that was also the case with this man. In chapter 2, for instance, he said, Truly your God is the God of gods, the Lord of kings, and a revealer of secrets, since you could reveal the secrets. So he got to know God, but he also said he is God of gods. So he got to realize that this God is more powerful than the gods that he had. He is the Lord of kings. So he acknowledged our God, or the God of Daniel, as the Lord of kings 
including himself, and God who reveals secrets. In chapter 3, Nebuchadnezzar said, Blessed be God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then he went on to say, Because there is no other God who can deliver like this. So he got the revelation that there is no other God. There is only one true God that can deliver. A furnace that is heated seven times, and that God went in with the three Hebrew boys, and he could be seen talking to them. Now, in chapter 4, even though Nebuchadnezzar had already built up some evidence about the power of God and that he is above all, he still managed to say these words, How great are his signs and how mighty his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. Can you imagine a foreign king, a king that worships other gods, a king that made his own statue, could still say, the signs of God are great. His mighty wonders, his kingdom and everlasting kingdom. He acknowledged that his kingdom is not everlasting, but the only true God, his kingdom is everlasting. I remember somebody said to me one day, I'm a believer, but I still got COVID. And I said to that person, God knew that you would not even know how to pray against COVID. So somebody just looks at you and say, you are a believer, but you still got sick. And that person would not know what to do if they were to get sick. They would not even know how to pray. There are things that we should not even be proud and boastful about. I would rather boast about God. He is true and powerful, not about myself. I am not saved because of me. I am not healed because of me, but it is because of God. People do not know who God is. They judge him on the basis of the sufferings in this world. A disciple of Jesus is positioned to reveal God before men great and small, before kings and before peasants, before good and evil people. One of the best things that God did in the life of Nebuchadnezzar was revealing things to come. Through a dream, God revealed that he was going to be struck down and driven away from his kingdom for a season, that he would be cut down like a tree and go eat grass like a beast. God had already showed him that he is God. He had revealed things to him. He had defeated him in his plans to punish the three young men. God expected him by then to know that there is no other God but him alone. In Daniel chapter 4 verse 25 to 26 it says, They shall drive you from men. Your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make you eat grass like oxen. They shall wet you with the dew of heaven, and seven times shall pass over you, till you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men, and gives it to whomever he chooses. Inasmuch as they gave the command to leave the stump and roots of the tree, your kingdom shall be assured to you after you come to know that heaven rules. Ah, praise the Lord. He rules in the kingdom of men. He gives the kingdom to whomever he chooses. If you can understand this weight, then you will know that when you wake up, God has given you breath. He is sovereign Lord. God let Nebuchadnezzar defeat Israel. He let him take them captive. He would not let him think he had everything by his own power. He also would not let him think he has absolute power. After all these lessons, the final lesson had come for this great king. It is written that pride comes before the fall. The fall of a great king came. In Daniel chapter 4 verse 28 to 30 it says, And all this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of twelve months he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. The king spoke saying, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? Great Babylon, he said. 
I have built by my mighty power, he said. For the honor of my majesty, he said. This is the same king that had gotten the revelation about God. The pride was already too much for him. After all that God had done for him, giving him so much power, revealing the secrets of the future to him, he still did not get it. Pride. Immediately, whilst these words were in his mouth, he heard a voice. King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken, the kingdom has departed from you. And they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make you eat grass like oxen, and seven times shall pass over you, until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men, and gives it to whomever he chooses. Praise the Lord. Nebuchadnezzar got to know God, that God is sovereign, that he gives the kingdom to men, whomever he chooses he gives. There are people that have to know that God is more powerful than they. There are people that will inflict things to you and be proud about it. There are people that will be happy because of your downfall. There are people that will be happy for bringing pain into your life. But you see, their pride will bring them to their downfall. It is also written, And at the end of the time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven, and my understanding returned to me, and I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. No one can restrain his hand or say to him, what have you done? Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all of whose works are truth and his ways justice. And those who walk in pride, he is able to put down. Daniel chapter 4 verse 37. You see, Nebuchadnezzar lent a lesson a very big one. He was king at the behest of God. He conquered because God was punishing his people, not because he was more powerful than God. What he had, God allowed him to have. There are people that sit in positions at work that think of themselves more highly than they ought to. They think that because they don't go to church, God has nothing to do with their success. God will give you the success because he wants you to bless his own children. God has a grand plan for all of us. And when you are proud and boastful sitting in that high office, God may just bring you down as he did with Nebuchadnezzar. Those teenagers I spoke about earlier, they did not even have a chance to acknowledge that God rules over all. He can fit into a boot of a car and protect eggs and let those who thought they did not need him perish in that car. The goodness and the comforts of life can be a hindrance in the relationship you have with God. Once you see the riches as your achievement, you tend to see less and less of God and more and more of you, your intelligence, your hard work, your commitment, and so on. Some people will get married in church and bless God. And all of a sudden, they are too busy to go to church. They need to take care of their husbands. God will give you a job. You go forward and give a testimony and bless God. And all of a sudden, you are too busy to go and worship God with the brethren. God will give you children and you'll forget that it was God. You'll think it was you. On the flip side, your troubles and challenges also should not be allowed to give a false testimony that there is no God. Atheists are bred from the ground of heartbreak and pain. Their suffering led them to believe that there is no God. If there was, he would not allow people to suffer like that. The book of Daniel, however, shows us 
that even when his own people were held captive in a foreign land, God still rules. He did not just rule only in Jerusalem. He walked with them all the way to Babylon, about 2,700 miles, a distance that took Ezra four months going back to Jerusalem. Heaven rules over all. You might be facing troubles in your marriage. Remember God rules over all. Bring that marriage before him. Let God reveal to you what ought to happen in your marriage. That your marriage is in trouble does not make God less powerful. Even if your troubles are brought by a third party that is gloating over your pain, heaven rules over your marriage. You might be facing an evil boss every day, making your life miserable. Let the story of the sovereignty of God encourage you to stand before God concerning your work issue. Let him drive them away like he did with Nebuchadnezzar. Let them eat grass like animals like the great king until they are ready to acknowledge that God reigns over all. You might be troubled by your neighbors to the point you want to move. The God you serve has made this very earth on which you and your neighbors live. Petition God about your situation. Let him show them he is God over all. Heaven rules. You might be facing a financial challenge. Let it not make you forget who owns the silver and the gold, the cattle on a thousand hills. They belong to God. Jesus said, do business till I come. Jesus gave us authority over the serpents and the scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Through us, the rest of the world must know that heaven rules. Through us, they must know that God is sovereign. Through us, they must know that God is powerful. Gloat not over me, my enemy. Micah chapter 7 verse 8 says, Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. Represent God well, even in captivity, child of God. Represent God well, even when things are going well. Even if you are in a palace, even if you are having the best time of your life, represent God even right there. Never let your success to become a hindrance for your relationship with God. Be a great ambassador for God that is not shifted by the saints. Let the people know that there is God in heaven. Let the people know that God rules over all. Let the people know that you have what you have because of God, that you are who you are because of God. Let the people know that even in your suffering, God rules, heaven rules over all. May you not be intimidated by the enemies of God. He always shows up and he shows them that he is God over all. Yours and mine is to represent this kingdom of God and we represent it well as ambassadors of this kingdom. Just as Christ is in this world, so are we. Heaven rules over all. Shalom. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace, go to Amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the word of God your anchor.